0: This is 680 CJOB. Nice weather this weekend here in Winnipeg. Make sure you get out of the house and enjoy some of the great things going on around the city. I'm Kevin Bergen, and this is The Main Ingredient. And my guest today is Colleen Dick, who is the owner of Gorp Clean Energy Bars, which has grown immensely in the last few years. She is here to tell us how. So, Colleen, welcome to the show. And let's start by talking about when and how your business started.
1: Um, Well, the idea started about let's see my daughter's 14 so yeah. about 13 years ago Wow! and i didn't get the product on the shelf until we've been officially selling i always say legally but tongue-in-cheek because <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> sometimes <I know. laughs> you just start selling out of your kitchen <laughs> but um for all, we've been on the shelf for five years
0: right it's always so, going to start somewhere though right like you know what i mean like yeah. you, you, you ponder it first you make a few to make sure that people will enjoy the product that you're making. And then it kind of go, you go through the process of making it legal and doing it. It,
1: it, Yeah. It's a huge investment to get into it. And I just really wanted to make sure I did my due diligence and had proof of concept before Mm -hmm. we invested all the thousands of dollars you need to in equipment and, and taking that first, first jump. And, and it honestly, I was having four kids and the, those years prior, so that that takes up a little bit of time, apparently. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, we had to do shelf life tests over three or four times because I wasn't adding preservatives, and I wanted them to be shelf-stable, and so we had to do shelf life testing in real time. So all of a sudden, at the 6 months mark, something wonky happens, and you're like, oh, I have to go back to the drawing board. And that happened about three times. Yikes. So all of a sudden, a couple years go by, and everyone's saying, Colleen what are you doing? get a real job. and uh i just kept putting one foot in front of the other for better or worse and eventually we we happened upon a recipe that worked. so thank goodness for that.
0: <laughs> for sure. so okay, let's let's talk about the company itself. like um okay. why did you start it in the first place? and how how did it get started?
1: um i had started doing triathlons. i kind of had like an early midlife crisis in my early 20s <laughs> and i was working for a Very corporate company, and I would always look out my window longingly at the people outside doing things, and I'm like, I feel so confined, and I'd cry every Sunday before going to work because I was completely stressed out, and finally my husband looked at me and he's like, Colleen, you have to change something. So, I went through this process where I thought about what I liked when I was like 10 years old. What made me tick? What got me excited? And I just kept coming back to the outdoors canoeing, hiking, being in the forest. That's literally just my passion. And so I quit my corporate job. Um, this was when MEC was just coming to Winnipeg. I harassed MEC until they hired me. So I was one of their first hires for when they, when they started up here in Winnipeg. And I took a 50% pay cut from my corporate job. And I thought, I don't care. I'm surrounded by backpacks and canoes. And I took a year just to work around things that I loved and that fed me. And ironically, it led me into doing triathlons because of the group of people that I was working with. And then while I was doing triathlons, that's when I started trying to use energy bars. We live on the farm in Niverville. I was driving into the city for my swim practices and hitting McDonald's on the way out. And I'm like, I am smarter than this. Swimming makes me so hungry and I needed something. And just what I found on the market for energy bars when I started using them wasn't really awesome. And we've come so far now. There's so many great bars available now. But back then, it was it was slim pickings. And that's kind of how the idea started.
0: Colleen Dick, the creator of GORP Clean Energy Bars, is my guest today on The Main Ingredient. Colleen, I know sometimes when it comes to starting and owning your own business, it sounds all fun and glamorous. But you know well there is some serious work involved. So let's discuss some of the hurdles you had when you started.
1: I honestly think ignorance was bliss in the beginning. Um, I'm Irish. I'm a bit stubborn. So <laughs> when I was in my research and development, I, I was often pressured to reduce the amounts of the really expensive but extremely high-quality ingredients, especially the flax and the hemp, because they are the most volatile. Mm-hmm. They're great for you, but the, natu- like the fats and everything just cause Rancidity issues if you're not careful with your formulation. And it makes it more expensive. And so I had a lot of criticisms when I started that I was making a bar that was too high end. You could make a lot more money coding if you only did XYZ, XYZ. And I just kind of stubbornly stuck to my guns. And recently I well, Simon Senex, who wrote Start with Why, he encapsulated it perfectly in one of his quotes, and he said, your product is proof of what you believe. And it hit me in the heart, and I'm like, yes, that's it's not my stubbornness maybe. Maybe it's that I actually believe this is proof of what I believe, and that's why I got so angsty when people were asking me to change it all the time just for money. Right. And so I stuck to it, and I honestly think that's why we have some of the most incredible customers on the planet they, I believe they trust the brand. Um, and it, I think it's because we stuck to our guns in the very beginning and we don't use any fear marketing, any fear in our marketing. There's, there's so much fear in food these days and it's something we're really careful not to, um, purport. We don't like to say we don't have this, we don't have this, we don't have this, be scared of this. We like to talk about the good things that we have, like they've, instead of focusing on the negative, they've done studies that have shown kids and adults are experiencing such a high amount of anxiety about choosing the wrong food, that the stress response in their system, even when they're eating something healthy, can, can like almost negate the nutritional benefits of what they chose. Really? Yes, it's incredible how much the mind and gut are connected. And I thought, man, this is something no one's talking about. And I'm just going to sink that into all of our marketing and our attitude and how we communicate as a company. And that's kind of become my new passion with food is of course we have to make good choices. And of course we have to recognize what science is telling us about. the the good and the bad and and everything, but there's a a fear-mongering that doesn't need to be part of that. And I think marketers and food processors have a huge burden of responsibility to make sure we're not creating anxiety and we're uplifting people for making good choices instead of pressuring them to make choices out of fear. And so... That's become a part of of who we're trying to be and how we're trying to run the company.
0: Sounds like a great way to run a business to me. Back with more from Colleen Dick from GORP Clean Energy Bars on the main ingredient when we return. Welcome back to the main ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen, your host. We are talking to Colleen Dick, the creator of GORP Clean Energy Bars. So Colleen, what is a clean energy bar?
1: To me, that just means we have not used any fillers. We have gone the extra mile when we've sourced our ingredients. We I looked a long time for protein, and this is one of the things I was pressured about at the beginning. Um, I chose a sprouted brown rice protein, and it was the highest quality protein I could find. Of course, it was the most expensive. Of course. But I just felt good about the company. I felt good about their sourcing policies. Um, they don't process even any hexane. I just really tried to do my due diligence when I was doing all my ingredient sourcing, because there's a lot of hidden... Like when you see natural flavors on a label, it can mean almost anything and I just wanted to make sure I was it, I call it my extra mile ingredient sourcing policy, mm-hmm. so we've just gone the extra mile with our sourcing and that's a continuous improvement thing we're always we're always trying to get better and read the read the latest articles and just really make sure we're delivering the best product possible nothing fake, nothing um. Mm-hmm no fake sugars, things like that. That's kind of, yeah, That's I hope that encapsulates our, our attitude towards it.
0: What does GORP mean?
1: GORP is a backpacker acronym from the 60s for good old raisins and peanuts. And I chose the name. I had a lot of kickback about the name, too. My marketing company at the time was like, Colleen, it sounds disgusting. No one's going to want to eat it. But <laughs> I loved um, the history of it. It's throwing a bunch of nuts and seeds in a Ziploc bag, and it tastes better on the mountaintop. It's a high-energy, healthy mix, and I like how it's like a backcountry. It inspires people to get outside, to have an adventure. One of the passions of why we're in business is to remind people to get outside and all the health benefits there are to be found in the forest. And science is just... Proving that again and again, how important it is to be around trees and what a difference trees make to your blood pressure, your psyche, your anxiety. And the best thing about it is that nature's free. And that's accessible to everyone. And same as community, the best things in life are free. So that's one of uh, our core values is to remind people to have adventures get into nature and embrace your community because that's, that's the richness of life in our opinion.
0: Right. Things have changed since, uh, well, at least since I was a kid. You know, it's technology has moved mankind forward in many ways, but it's kind of made us go backwards in a lot of ways, especially health-wise, right? Like when I think of my own kids and the things that kids now occupy themselves doing outside. When I was a kid, I think I went outside at like nine o'clock during the summer and I the only time I returned home was to go home and eat, and then back outside again. Whereas exactly. now, you
1: when know, <laughs> you're it's hungry, and then you were out as fast as you could get.
0: Fully, hundred percent, right? I'd probably eat on the go. I'd grab something and run out the door with like food in my mouth and my hand, and back outside with my buddies playing baseball or whatever. Um, but it's changed totally. quite a
1: bit. And I deal with it with my own kids too, and I I'm at a loss sometimes. It's all their friends are doing it, so as a family, we like it's it's not an easy easy culture to embed in your family, right? because those screens, they're powerful.
0: Dude, they hypnotize, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's true. You probably took a lot of your, your corporate life. Like, even though you needed to leave the corporate world, it probably came in handy for the business end of GORP when you were starting it, right? Like a lot of maybe, maybe the principles and stuff.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't begrudge that part of my life at all, Um, except that it was stressing me out so much. (laughs) So I had to morph it into something I could deal with. But, yeah, definitely the principles have definitely helped me. Um, Strangely, I think my lack of education, uh, maybe that sounds bad to admit, but um, was a blessing in disguise sometimes because I didn't necessarily know what was coming. Right. And I didn't know that, that there were these rules that I wasn't maybe I just wasn't schooled enough or steeped in the corporate culture enough. I almost didn't know better in a lot of ways. and so approached things in a bolder way than I probably would have even now. And I think that actually helped me. and I didn't assume that rules had to be followed especially when it came to logistics and bending to the will of the distributors and the logistics component of food, which can really actually dictate your quality because you've got all these middlemen demanding shelf life of a year or a year and a half. And I'm like, I or they won't deal with you. And um, I just, I'm like, I don't even feel good. I don't feel good about eating something that's a year old. I don't think my customers do either, but how do I get around this? And so I was rejected and rejected and rejected until I sort of by accident um, figured out that although I don't have the power to influence these distributors and these logistics companies, my customers sure do. And that's exactly what happened. Is I just I just stayed loyal to the customer, and they're the ones that actually banged down the doors for me. Where previously they'd been shut. So I kind of thought, wow, that's definitely a great example of power to the people because we're getting more educated. Um, customers are label readers, and they care, and they're invested in what they put in their body and they're influencing the grocers, and then the grocers are influencing the distributors. And it's, the change is happening kind of from the bottom up because if the warehousing companies had their way, they would, well, and of course I understand this, they, they don't want to be stuck with expired products. Right. But at the same time, you have to change with the demands of the people. Right. When I kind of realized that, I was like, man, I'm so glad I stubbornly stuck to my guns in formulation and and everything along the way, and really made it all about the end customer. And that's become core values for us. We're people-centric, and our customers are the ones that have come up with, have stimulated the best ideas in our company.
0: Sports news and weather coming up, and then the main ingredient will return with Colleen Dick from GORP Clean Energy Bars here on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the second half of The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen, and I'm continuing my conversation with Colleen Dick from GORP Clean Energy Bars. Colleen, let's talk about where you source the ingredients for your bars. You try to source as much locally as possible, yes?
1: We, well, we try and grow depending on the crop rotation, of course. Right. um, As many of the ingredients as we can, and then try and buy them back from the processor where we can. We don't process the ingredients ourselves, Mm -hmm. but we try and keep the loop as as tight as we can. Um, Our honey was From a beekeeper that had hives on our field for the longest time until he retired and then we were ordering pallet quantities from Bee made which is all local farmers too so we thought that was an okay switch but some of the stuff we have to bring in from the states just because it's not available here but whenever possible when it comes to ingredients and services like the video services um, our accounts, everything that we subcontract out, we try and keep as local as possible.
0: One thing I did notice that you said, which I thought was really good is you said, when you started, you know, there really wasn't a lot to choose from back, uh, back then, but now there's, you know, there's a lot of good products out there, which, you know, of course, sometimes, yeah. sometimes people will go, well, my bar, my bar, my bar, but you're kind of like, Hey, I make a great bar, but there's other people making great bars too. How else has the landscape changed as far as, uh, Energy bars go, and also so I'm going to add to, maybe another little question. You know, what's the difference uh-huh. between energy bars and protein bars? I will, you know, some people say, "Hey, there's a protein bar. This is an energy bar. Is there a difference?"
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, I'll speak to the first part to start. Mm-hmm. As far as like competition goes, and other energy bars, like it's a very saturated market. Right. And I always tell my staff when we go to trade shows. We don't have competition. We've got comrades that are trying to provide awesome nutrition for customers as well. And we are pushing this product category forward together. And we can't look at them as the enemy or someone who's going to take a customer from us. If they're serving someone and that person is benefiting, we need to applaud it. And if we're having trouble with our business, it means we have to get better at something. So we often experience that trade shows our competitors, or they feel like they are, will turn their badges around and kind of sneak around the booth and grab the information. And that's when it really hit me one time, and I looked at my staff, and I'm like, we are never doing that. We are proud of who we are, and we're not going to treat our fellow comrades in battle like this. And Not everyone feels that way and not everyone treats you that way back, but we've made some really awesome friends in our so-called competition. And Winnipeg is full of awesome bar makers and food artisans. And I just, it's such a hard business to be in. You can't segregate it and isolate yourself even more just because someone else is doing the same thing as you. I think there's more than enough room for everybody. So that's one of, our, one of our philosophies that we really, really hold close. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to encourage each other or else we're really not standing for what we believe. And that's better health and for the end customer. So that's our kind of philosophy on that. Um, I think the competition is good. It makes you better. Totally. It definitely makes you better. It, it pushes the whole initiative forward. Um, as far as energy bars and protein bars, I see protein bars as, and like, I'm a, I'm a gym junkie and I, I love to get my protein in. And so sometimes I'll, I will go to a protein bar just because it's like, I want that 25 grams and I want it fast. And then other times I'm more concerned about the nutrient density. And that's where I think, uh, that's how I designed GORP. I wanted it to have a decent amount of protein. I wouldn't call us a protein bar. We've got 11 grams at a really usable amount. Kids can eat it no problem. You don't want to overload your kids with 30 grams of protein in in an energy bar, especially if it's not real food. Um, And then we packed it with as much real food as we could. So that nutrient density component is what we really as the company tried to focus on and Not to say I don't use protein bars because I totally do, but it depends on what you're looking for. I I describe our bar like a puzzle piece. Um, You can use it after yoga. If you're really wanting your protein, have it with your protein shake, but you're also getting the two teaspoons of hemp, the teaspoon of ground flax, the sunflower seeds, the pumpkin seeds, the oats, the sprouted brown rice protein. So I tried to make it as well rounded as I could, but I'm definitely not. A traditional protein bar. It's it's, it's a, We're in a strange middle place and that's made branding and marketing actually pretty challenging. I thought when I started the company it was going to be for athletes because that's what I was doing at the time when I created it. And I, I learned one thing early on when I was doing market research is that you can tend to find what you believe. And I think that's true for all of us just interacting with the internet. You tend to find your what you inherently believe. And I was totally wrong. We've got great athletes that use the bars, a lot of them, but 90% of our customers are regular people trying to stay out of the drive through, want something in their purse or pocket or backpack that they can just grab and take a few bites of so that they stay out of the drive through window. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, we need to embrace these people. These are our people. So we have this program where we sponsor regular people. Of course, we sponsor athletes, but I thought, this is our tribe. So we have people that submit their applications, and we're like, okay, hey, we're going to treat you like an athlete for three months. We're going to send you free stuff. We're going to follow your journey. Tell us what your goal is, and we'll support you on social media and rally around you as a as a group. And it's been hilarious and so much fun.
0: You know what? I think that's an hmm. I think that's awesome idea even even the thought of you know, hey, maybe you're not competing in some sort of athletic event, you're just trying to make sure that you you can actually function day to day properly and and your bar is keeping everybody out of out of the drive through right' that <laughs> Athlete or not, like even if you're, you know, in heavy competition for something or another, we've all been in the same boat. Where if you have kids or you're busy, you've worked out, maybe you didn't plan your your eating um, regimen properly, and that burger yep. is just so quick and so easy, right? I'm just, I just, I'm just gonna grab that this totally. once, right? Everybody's been there, so I, I think that's <laughs> sponsoring the regular person. Life itself is kind of an athletic event, just to get through the day. Sometimes you're just you're oh, hustling and bustling, totally. you're doing everything, right? So it's kind of like the regular athlete, everyday athlete, I'll sponsor you and, and let's see what happens, right? That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. You don't have to be climbing Machu Picchu. You can just be walking around the block at lunch instead of sitting at your computer and we're like, you go. Totally, right? <laughs>
0: right? It's just we're the everyday things. You. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I wonder if she'd sponsor me for being an armchair athlete. Possibly. Colleen Dick, the creator of GORP Energy Bars, will be at the Love Local MB event on March 3rd at the Victoria Inn for you to try her bars. And I have more questions for her when The Main Ingredient returns. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. Colleen Dick from GORP Clean Energy Bars is on the show today. And we've been talking at length about her business. And now let's talk about the product, specifically about the ready mix. Colleen, what is it? And why did you create it?
1: That was directly a result of just hearing our customers we had so many, like especially moms come to us and say, I hide them from my kids and they kind of say it jokingly and under their breath and then we heard it so often I was like, This isn't funny. I'm like, why do you hide them from your kids? And of course I know why. They're expensive. We know they're it's not a small investment to buy these bars when you're on a grocery budget. I've got four kids. I know all about grocery budget. Mm-hmm. I'm like they're like, they're, they're so great, and I use them, but I hide them for my kids. I give them the other bars. And I thought, oh, that kind of makes me sad. And when I came up with the idea, I was cautioned against it heavily. Um, everyone thought it was going to cannibalize my bar market. And I thought, well, you know what? Who cares? I think it's a wonderful idea. I would buy it if I was a consumer. For sure. So I just wanted it to, to be accessible to people and affordable. And if they can, if they have 15 minutes in a rolling pin, I mean rolling pin, <laughs> a rolling pin, 15 minutes in a rolling pin, they can have 25 bars for about a buck a bar. And all of a sudden, you can share it with your sports team. You can bring it to the soccer pitch. Um, you can use it in a community sense, or you can just use it in a budgetary sense. And you don't have to think twice about tossing them to the kids as they're on their way to practice. So, I wanted it to honor our customers and allow them to customize it. Cause we always, we always get comments. I wish you had more protein and this way they can add a couple scoops of their protein powder. They can add more nuts. They can make it vegan. They can cut down the sugar. They can use it for overnight oats. It just, it gives them a tool in their lives that I, I didn't begrudge. And you know what? It didn't cannibalize the bar market. It's a completely different customer. So it ended up being a win, and I'm so thrilled with it. I just it makes me so happy to hear the testimonials and see how it's actually helping people. That I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't get scared and back off.
0: Another example of your quote unquote lack of education <laughs> made, made <laughs> you do something that was something that other people wouldn't have done because they're giving you advice saying you shouldn't do this, don't do that. And uh, you just yep. stuck your guns and just did it, right? And people are uh, receptive to it. So, good on you. Thank you. You guys are participating in the Love Local event. You've participated in that a, a few times before, right?
1: Peter fair is the organizer. Uh, He's a uh, wonderful guy.
0: Yeah, nice guy. Uh, I, kn- I know, you know, obviously local events are important. Why do you think an event like this is important for, for local vendors such as yourself?
1: I think one of the things I enjoy the most about these events is obviously you get your product out into the mouths of the people. But honestly, it's the fellow vendors and the conversations you have with them that really lifts my spirits. Isn't it fun? Oh, yeah, you feel like you're not crazy. Right. And, well, maybe you're just part of a group that is all crazy together and you feel less alone. I'm not <laughs> sure which it is. <laughs> but it's the camaraderie part of it. I love that word. And the ability to to connect and trade war stories and give advice and receive advice. It's like you're going to a, a mini clinic, a mini conference, and you're. I always learn more than I feel like I contribute from others. And it's just, I, it's the community that I love.
0: Right. I'm sure everybody feels that way. I, have, I went there, well, I hosted last year, and just going around talking to the different vendors, like hearing their stories and how they do certain things, how they actually do business, how they got into business, super inspiring. Um, and yeah. like you said, it, it probably makes you feel like you're, you're not alone because during the process of, of creating a product, you're probably questioned by a ton of people, right? You know, It could be family members wondering why you're doing this, your friends, oh, you're never going to succeed. And then you totally. meet a bunch of other crazy people that were asked the same questions by the same people in their life right and and mm-hmm. and they succeed and made it work somehow right and plus it's a good as far as um, networking goes you may have a different completely different product than somebody else but they mere conversation they may get tell you something like maybe a way to do something or a vendor that they deal with or something that actually helps your business right so it's kind of neat oh 100% man i could talk to you for a while here i could talk to you <laughs> I, I just like your approach and outlook on on business i think it's going to take you really far as it has already so i think people are really uh really receptive to you because of the way you approach your business.
1: I feel like if you just listen to your gut, it, it won't steer you wrong. Like you can think yourself into a titty. And I think I just, I, I seem like I, I'm not, I would say I'm not smart enough to do this, but you have <laughs> to have a heart big enough to do it. Right. I think the heart is more important than your brains half the time. And if you don't have ego, and you're willing to ask for help, and you realize that you're just a small piece of a puzzle in your business, there's all these other beautiful pieces of the puzzle in people that get to connect with you. And you're not alone, and you don't have to know everything. I think we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves when you start a business or you're in a job that you have to know it all. And that's another thing we, we do in our company is say, there's a rule, you can't be offended. Right. Always ask for help don't take offense to correction or or different ways of doing things or if you're instructed differently. Ask the stupid questions. We're all in this together because the secrecy and the, they call it the imposter syndrome, where it's an insecurity that you shouldn't be where you are, you shouldn't be what you're doing. Just wait till everyone finds out that you're not as smart as, capable as, this, this, whatever your insecurity is, insert here as you're perpetuating that you are. And if I can tear down those walls in my company with my employees, I find it really transfers out to the way that they interact with customers. And we've been so inspired by how vulnerable and honest and our customers are the ones that have, stimulated the idea for the ready mix because they're honest with us and i totally credit it to trying to strip down the, that ego that can sometimes creep up and ego comes from insecurity and if we can create a safe place where there's it's not a community of takers in the company it's a community of givers and that takes away all the fear and that's been an important part for us i believe
0: in closing. Maybe you can give me some basic information like, you know, your website, your email. Sure. You have a lot of different ways people can purchase your products, a lot of different places they can get it. So maybe we can kind of, I know you can't list them all, but maybe we can just give them the general information.
1: Absolutely. So the website is www.gorpworld.com and my email is colleen at gorpworld.com. On the website, there's a tab that says where to buy. And you can just click on that tab, and it will bring you to all the stores. Um, The main ones in Winnipeg, definitely Vita Health, Mountain Equipment Co-op. We're in a bunch of the Save on Foods. And, yeah, those ones are guaranteed to be in stock all the time. And, yeah, otherwise on the website, you can click on there.
0: That's awesome. I appreciate you taking the time today to, uh, to come on the show.
1: Absolutely. I enjoyed our conversation. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, me too. Thank you to Colleen Dick from GORP Clean Energy Bars for being my guest today on The Main Ingredient. And thank you for tuning in to 680 CJOB to listen. Much appreciated. The Main Ingredient can also be heard on iTunes or Google Play. So if you miss an episode, want to hear one again, or want to share it with a friend, that's the place to do it. I'm Kevin Bergen. I'll be back next week. Same time, same great station. 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.